everyone, Dave here. Just want to do a quick um, day two, end of day two, beginning of day three podcast update on handgun nationals, aka iron sight nationals, with the addition of limited optics. All right. So on the screen, you can see I've created a chart showing everybody standing, what their maximum available points are, uh, and, and, who could finish where? So we're going to look at the overall scheme here, and then we're going to break it down by division. So we're looking at limited production revolver, single stack, and limited optics. Right now, there's you have Scott Brown who has a 112 point lead. I'm sorry, 126 point lead in limited over the number two. Uh, individual in that division right now. So Scott's first, Joey Sauerland, Shane Coley's third, Robert Crow is fourth, and I put John Browning and Jonathan Miller in here both because there's only three points separating them. So if you look at it from an overall point standpoint, that difference is negligible. I mean, we're talking less, you know, one stage determines that very easily. In production, you have Tyler Turner, followed by Nils, JJ, Mason Lane, John Treat. Revolver, Michael Pogey, James McGinty, and then there's a big gap. So it's really those two and then everybody else. And then Alex Bakken, Garen Singleton, and Jay Slater. We'll get into each one of these, like I said, uh, in more depth here in a, in a moment. You have single stack with Elias Frangoulis, who has a 119-point lead on number two. So really, that's another one. There's such a big gap that he's pretty much, unless something drastic happens, he's got it locked up. And limited optics, I'm sorry, you then have John Vlieger, um, Jeff Cawthon, Rob Latham and Hennon Walgren. We'll get into that more too because those four are very tight. Limited optics. You have Max Leo Grandis with a uh, 63, 60, wait, um, 40, 61, I'm sorry, 61 point lead in limited optics over KC, followed by Tom Castro, Trace Decker, and Cameron Templin is fifth. Now, let's get into this a little bit in a little bit more detail. So you have eight stages for the super squads. Now you have eight stages remaining tomorrow. 850 points total, four large field stages. Now this is going through the practice score competitor app based on what it says each stage is worth and they're shooting 14 through 21. Now I have limited up on the screen with Scott Brown with 126 point lead. And I'm saying that it's a boring race and it is for first because I, I mean, obviously Scott ate his Wheaties and he is owning this place, literally owning it. Holy cow. Commanding lead. He has six stage wins. Joey Sauerland, who is still shooting well, 
three stage wins. Gianni Giordani has three stage wins. Jack Brown has the other. So out of 13 stages, only four people have limited stage wins. And that's it. They pretty much shut out everybody else. Now, so Scott is running away with it. Unless he doesn't make it to the match tomorrow or he has a catastrophic failure who you know he gets dq'd something weird happens pretty much a done deal if he just shoots conservative i don't see how you make up 126 points on the guy but you have joey shane and robert crow you could say uh john browning and john miller are on the outside edge of being able to make it to second place, but that would be a huge jump. Right now, though, you have Robert Crow, Shane Coley, and Joey Sauerland, as I said, all within, what is it, uh, 37 points of each other. So that is a battle right there. So second, third, and fourth are still in play. And looking at fifth, you know, John. You would think John Browning or Jonathan Miller would would take it, but wh- who knows? Right now, Jonathan Miller has a twenty six point lead on number six or seven, I should say, seventh place. So you've got a little bit of a gap there, but the uh, second, third, and fourth definitely all up for grabs here and we'll have to see how it plays out. So again, looks like Scott Brown's going to be your 2023 limited national champion. He doesn't have to worry about Nils and his Canic this year. So speaking of Nils and his Canic, let's talk production. Again, eight stages, 850 points, four large field stages, uh, stages. Now, this one, this look is a little different because Tyler Turner is not on the super squad and he's not shooting the same stages. So again, the placement that I have here on the screen is based on the practical uh, practice score competitor app showing the maximum number of points that they can end up with at the end of the match. So Tyler Turner right now leads production and he can maximize his finish at 1,954 points. 15 points behind that is Nils. JJ's right behind that. I say right behind that. It's like 70 some odd points. 77 points, I believe. And then Mason is 60 points behind JJ. And John Treat is another... 16 points behind Mason. So that's where we stand. Now the difference is Tyler has, I believe, let me just confirm here. I believe he has zone two tomorrow. He does. Uh, Yeah. Where in the world? Yes. There we go. He has zone two to finish tomorrow. Not as big a a stage or a zone. There's only six. Yeah, there are. 
No, no, no. There are seven. I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven stages. And it's the second most number of points. So he's going to have to maximize that to try to stay ahead of Nils. Now, oh, there it is right there on the screen. He has seven left, eight through 13. Actually, it's seven through 13. Eight, nine, 10. Yeah, it's actually seven through 13, not eight. Now, Nils has production stage wins in nine, 11, and 13. And Tyler has won stages 16, 17, and 20. Now, the difference is, here's the interesting part. Those three stage wins for Nils, Tyler is shooting tomorrow. So that means Tyler is going to have to outdo him there or at least try to maintain. And Tyler has won 16, 17, and 20. So now Nils is going to have to see what he can do on those stages. So it'll be interesting. Um, but head-to-head, -head, so zone one is the only zone these two have both shot. And when you compare them, there were seven, maybe there's only six. Oh, no, I was wrong, actually. So tomorrow, there are eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, there's only six stages for... Um, Tyler, not seven. So I stand corrected. So they have zone one is seven stages. That's the only zone that both of them have shot. And out of those seven stages, Nils has placed ahead of Tyler six out of the seven. Tomorrow's a whole new day. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But that so far, that's the only zone I can compare head to head because that's the only zone they've shot. Um, again, it's day three, so it'll, this is very interesting. Uh, I'm not really sure where to go with this. I, I would say history probably favors Nils just because of the experience of being in this situation. I don't think he gets rattled with any type of pressure like this. So, um, I would have to give him the advantage in this situation. But Nils has all the big field stages tomorrow. And I don't, he does well in those. So I don't know. He's not a, um, he's not a speed shooter. He's not, as he said, he, you know, he's not quick like an Isaac Lockwood, JB, those types of guys. Um, but you put him in a big, a large field stage and he's going to perform well. He's very, very consistent. So this is going to be a very interesting one to follow tomorrow. Now let's look at the rest. Like I said, there's a 77 point difference between Nils and JJ. Then another 60 point difference between JJ and Mason. So I would say that JJ might make up a little room, but I don't think he's going to make up 77 points. So really, this is a number one and number two battle between Tyler Turner and Nils. JJ's probably going to end up third. Mason's probably going to end up in fourth as long as he shoots like he can shoot. Uh, and John Treat, uh, let me see what we have here for... 
Phil Strader is behind him. And, hey, look, you know, Phil's only seven points behind John Treat. So there's – and Brian Giovannini is 15 points behind Phil. So there, there is room for others to come up into the top five. It would be a little bit more of a stretch to get them all the way up to Mason and pretty much, uh, uh, I would say, a negative to be able to catch up with J.J. So that's what production is looking like. Um, we could have a, a new, meaning new as a never won a national championship person as number one. Who knows? We'll have to keep an eye on it and track it tomorrow. Now let's move over to Revolver. Again, they have eight stages, 850 points, four large field stages. This race is between two people and two people only. And that's James McGinty and Michael Pogey. Michael Pogey's in first. Uh, he has a 24-point lead on James McGinty heading into day three. And nobody's beaten Michael Pogey in years. So this will be very interesting. But, but here's what I want to point out. These two are literally shooting as well as everyone else at Nationals. They can literally beat everyone but Scott Brown, Elias Frangoulis, and Max Leo Grandis. They can beat Nils. They can beat Tyler Turner. They can beat JJ, everybody, and they're shooting revolver. These dudes are crushing it, absolutely crushing it. So, and I, I noticed that I have a, a typo on my screen here. Scott Brown, wow. Okay. But um, anyway, and Garen Singleton, I want to point that out. You have Jay Slater in fifth. Jay is no slouch, all right, as a um, revolver shooter. But Garen Singleton, first time shooting revolver nationals, uh, not a revolver shooter by trade, is in fourth place. And he actually has a 38-point uh, lead on Jay. That's actually pretty shocking. But I, I want to point out the reason why I say that the races between Michael Pogey and James McGinty is James is in second. The gap between second and third is 139 points. So that is... Again, unless there's a catastrophic failure in there for James or Michael, it, this is not happening. This is a James and, and Michael race. Everybody else just hopes to finish. All right, single stack. Elias Frangoulis. Here's another dominating lead. This guy has a 119-point lead on John Vlieger. Now, this is what I said we'd get to. Only 34 points separate John Vlieger at number two and Hennen Walgren at number five. That's it. 34 points. You have Jeff Cawthon, uh, Jeff Cawthon in third. Uh, he's 20 points behind John Vlieger. You have Rob Latham. Look at that. He just won't go away. The GOAT. He is in fourth place He's only 13 points behind Jeff. Now, 
what we have to take into consideration here is Rob and his ability to move. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he places tomorrow because, again, you have the four large field stages, which is probably his most difficult style of shooting just because of mobility. So it'll be interesting. I hope he stays in the top five. I think that's awesome. Um, and Henning Walgren is in fifth. So it should be interesting to see where these guys finish up tomorrow. All right, last but not least, limited optics. Now, who would have guessed this? Going into day three, Max Leo Grandis has a 61-point lead over KCUCBO. Now, Max did really well um, last year at Carry Optics Nationals. He placed really well. I want to say top 20. I, I know top 30, but it may be top 20 and one master class in Carry Optics. So here he is in limited optics. Um, he, he still has a maximum. Let's see what we've got here. Let's check something. I want to see what he has. Yes. So he is in zone three tomorrow. <clears throat> so he does have the big, the field stages, all of that. Now he has, Max Leo Grandis has five stage wins. KC has four stage wins. And Spikowski, um, I'm not sure how to say the other gentleman's name. Uh, I'm trying to see. It's not going to give me any help anyway. You know what? I'm just going to call him Nugget. Sorry. I know I'm not saying your name right. And Matt Hempel and Rob Epifania, those are the other stage winners. Now, what you have here is Max with a 61-point lead, as long as nothing crazy happens, should be able to hang on to that lead. Okay. I'm not saying he, he has to shoot conservative. I'm just saying as long as he shoots them well and doesn't have any major goofs or mistakes or uh, equipment issues, whatever, he should be able to maintain his lead. Now, KC is only 32 points ahead of Tom Castro, who's in third. So second and third are not decided. Now there is a gap between Tom and Trace Decker. There's a 43-point gap there, but there's only a 13-point gap between Trace Decker and Cameron Templin, and they're in fourth and fifth. So that should be an easy one. I'm trying to find limited optics here real quick. And, yeah, Andrew Hyder is 53 points behind fifth place, uh, pulling up in sixth. So... What you see on the board, there shouldn't be a whole lot of changes, um, but what you could see is maybe Cameron overtaking Trace or uh, Tom overtaking KC for second. You know, things like that can definitely happen. And hey, again, as long as Max doesn't have an, uh, any major issues, he should pull off the win, but it's not guaranteed. Uh, you know, tomorrow is Sunday and it is football season. And you know the old saying, any given Sunday. So there you have it. There's your standings. 
that's what we've got. And I'll be back tomorrow and we'll wrap this nationals up.